0: Are you like me and you spend a lot of time on Instagram looking at beautiful things and then you become a fan of an artist and then you start buying everything they make and then they keep making more and more amazing things and you're like how do they read my mind about everything I want in the world? Okay maybe that's just me with Paola from Paola's Pixels but she is incredible and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. She's gone from graphic design school working for other people to now being a full-time artist with her online shop with kickstarters and patreons and a lot of print on demand everything she does is fascinating and i hope you enjoy this interview Welcome to Fan Funded with Laser. I am Laser. The goal of this podcast is to help you build an audience full of true fans who are excited to actually support your art and music. My special guest today is Paula from Paula's Pixels. As always, if you have any questions at all, please send them over to fanfundedpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to do a special Q&A episode soon, and we'd love to answer your questions. So hey, you beautiful creator, let's get right into it, shall we? Welcome to the show, Paola. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So your designs are absolutely delightful. You've got fashion, you've got cuteness, you've got cleverness, and you've got D&D. Why did you decide to make these things? Do you have like a mission statement, a general goal that guides your creations? I think um,
1: my first drive when I was... Starting this was because I got into DND and all the clothes that I was seeing was not my aesthetic. I'm mm-hmm. really into color and everything was. I designed on a black T-shirt and I don't own like any black T-shirts, so I decided I wanted to make clothes for people who want color and are also into DND. So that was like my first drive to start, oh, that's- and then.
0: Great. Absolutely. Yeah, there's tons of, like, hardcore, I've got a D20 joke on my shirt, and it's a black. T- black t-shirt's very popular.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to add black t-shirts because people kept asking me. It's <laughs> like, fine, I'll add everything's going to be in black, but also, like, all the other colors. <laughs> my second, like, goal in life is to always create something that no one else has thought of before. So I don't want to just take the same design that everybody else has and like just make it my own. I just always want to create something new that no one has done. And hopefully like that's something that I've been able to achieve. I never want to copy anybody. I just want to meet me and everybody to know like, oh, yeah, that was Paula first.
0: Absolutely. Like this is a little owl with on a character sheet card on a pin like we have those those are so cute like I've never seen that before so bye thank you Um, great (laughs) so I'd love to get like a view of the beginning of your path because obviously now you have this store you run kickstarters every once in a while like did you go to art school like what's the beginning of your path
1: I did go to school for graphic design Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I always for as long as I knew like graphic design could be a career like I wanted to be a graphic designer but I always thought it would be in like a graphic design firm you know (laughs) like that's what I think of when I think graphic designer it's just like working for clients and then I realized that I hate that (laughs) like I don't (laughs) like working for other people Um, and I was very comfortably working in a um, screen printing company so I would just Pretty much like fix designs and like vector designs for people who wanted to do shirt designs with their own designs, but not me designing it for them. It was just like fixing things. Right. And that was really nice, but it really created this fire within me to like, I want to design my own T-shirts because I see them all day. Um, and that's
0: how I started just designing my own So how did you get your, like, how did it go from that fire to the first thing on the internet?
1: I found out about this website called Cotton Bureau. I don't know if you've heard of it. It used to be that you had to, you could put your design in there and you had to sell 12 to get it to print. Oh, cool. So I thought, okay, I'll try this Let's see if I can get, like, 12 strangers to buy my shirt. And the first time I tried, I got it. I got, like, 16 sales. So I was like, oh, wow. People want to buy the design that I made. You know, I never had that before. And it was nice not to have to put money up front. (laughs) You know, it wasn't an investment. It was just free, put it up, see people buy it. And I think that gave me the confidence to be like, maybe people want to buy some enamel pins. You know, you have to buy a hundred and let's see if I can sell a hundred. And then I did. And it's like, okay, let's do more.
0: And that's how I started. That's awesome. So did you start, like when you did your first enamel pin, was it Kickstarter or was it your store?
1: No, it was my Etsy store. It was nice. like my first listing, like only listing up there was this enamel pin. That, um, Let's do some damage. That was my first. It's a
0: great like, one. Oh, enamel sh- pin. <laughs> you- okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, So how do you turn a drawing or a design into a product? And is it more difficult when it comes to clothing? Like what's that process like from the outside? It's just mystifying to me.
1: <laughs> I think clothing is easier because I use print on demand. Mm. Um, so I don't have, I don't have room to, you know, like keep all my designs here in my, my house. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to use a print on demand website. Like I use Printful to print my shirts. So they do all the printing and all the shipping and it's technically, you know, free to put up. Well, I think it's like 20 cents per listings to put it up on Etsy, you know. Yeah. And then you only pay for it if someone buys it. So it's a nice no investment option to be like, oh, I have this idea for this design. Just put it up and see if someone buys it. I don't have to like get a hundred shirts printed and hope that they sell. So for T-shirts, it's you just have to design something in a good enough resolution that you can get it printed. Gotcha. And then for enamel pins, it's just like a whole other. uh, You have to find, you know, a manufacturer that you trust or a middleman that seems legit. (laughs) And then (laughs) hope that it turns out fine because you're going to get a hundred of this, you know, and hopefully they sell yeah it's more investment.
0: How about things like your like your button ups and your ties? Are those print on demand as well? No,
1: those have been a journey <laughs> because you have to find a manufacturer well, a ties not so complicated. you know a tie is a tie, you know the sizing, and everybody mostly everybody fits the same tie. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that much of a problem. I like to order samples. And they were like super expensive. I had to pay like it was like ninety dollars for like one tie for to check the sample to check the quality because I don't like to order a hundred of something when I don't know what I'm gonna get. Yeah. So, but you know, I got the sample. I was like, this is fine. But let's change some things and (laughs) then order more. Uh. But for the button ups, it's really hard because I want them to be inclusive and to fit everybody. Yeah. But it's really. Really hard. I have, I've had so many samples and I'm using like my friends and my husband to check the sizing and the fit and myself, you know. And then you you have to order a hundred unisex sizes and a hundred of the women's cut sizes. And like, it's a lot of money <laughs> and then it's a lot of boxes and I have to keep them in my house and just hope that the sizing was correct for everybody. That's And awesome. adjust. As people complain, they would be like, okay, this didn't work. <laughs> and then I have to fix that next time. And yeah, so it's definitely button-ups, way more complicated.
0: Wow. Yeah. So you're doing all of this yourself? Is this, I mean, this is a, a later question, but like you're you're kind of not just, you know, drawing awesome pictures of dice and owls and stuff, but you're also like <laughs> interfacing with manufacturers, researching manufacturers and storing things and shipping things it's all you
1: yeah it's just me
0: (laughs) that's great
1: my yeah my mother-in-law used to come and help me like pack orders because that's like you know just busy work that takes me hours um but since covid and everything like she hasn't been able to come by to help so it's just me and it's like i complain about it every
0: week (laughs) like it feels like that's amazing. So you talked a little bit about you worked in a screen printing shop. You started with one design. Like, what is the timeline of this? Is this like, did it go from being a part time thing to a full time thing over a certain number of years or?
1: Yeah, I, I went back and apparently I opened my Etsy in June 2017. OK. And I just quit my job last year, so 2020 in, in October. So I guess three years and some change, like to realize, okay, I can, I can do this full time. Like it can
0: happen. I think I'll be fine. You know? That's awesome. So, So, I mean, the question is like, was this intentionally a career choice? It kind of mm -hmm. seems like you always knew you wanted to do it, but it didn't know it would look like this.
1: Yeah, I definitely didn't. I thought I was going to be in that company that I was working for forever. You know, I really thought I was going to retire there because it's a good company. You know, health insurance is great. Easy work. Yeah. Um, But I just love what I do now so much more. Obviously, I just couldn't stop thinking about it while I was working on my day job being like, oh, I could be doing that other thing. I could be like working on this. I could be. Yeah. Um, I definitely never thought I would be a content creator that had an online shop. Like that wasn't even in my radar, you know, when I, when I started my Etsy, it was just like on the side, just one pin, you know, but as it grew, that was just all I could think about. It's like, Oh, I could be doing more. I could be designing more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's definitely a demand for it. I gotta say, like you were so squarely within my aesthetic I was just showing it to a client yesterday of and it's so squarely within hers as well. She's like, I want it to to like be I, I want to be D&D, but like cheerful and bright. And it's like, well, yes. have I ever got <laughs> something to show you? <laughs> like, That's exactly it. It's like, like, like I just D&D
1: but like colorful
0: <laughs> and cute. <laughs> there need to be Dungeons and Dragons skater skirts. And here they are, you know. So yes. <laughs> uh, so, so, what are the different ways uh, that people can give you money? I mean, like obviously people like buy your stuff and that's where I come in. <laughs> I send you so much money. Um, but like, what are your different revenue streams from what you do? Because I know you have a Patreon, we have Kickstarters. What does it look like?
1: Yeah, definitely a store first. And then um trying to get my Patreon. Well, it's getting there because since I quit my job, I've had more time to develop it, so I want it to be more. You know, I want to do monthly videos, and I want to get better at doing videos. And uh, I'm about to open a Discord. I just want it to be a community, so I'm definitely putting more time on my Patreon. Mm-hmm. That's another revenue stream. And then, of course, a Kickstarter is when I have an idea, and I know it's going to take me like 12 designs. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I do the Kickstarter, so... Probably
0: one or two a year. Yeah. For like the bigger projects, basically.
1: Yeah. The ones I don't want to, I don't want to have to put up front like money for 12 whole designs and hope that someone wants to buy them. It's nicer to have a Kickstarter and be like, oh, okay, people like it. So
0: it's fine to invest in this. Gotcha. We talked a little bit about this, but what are some of the different tasks involved in your career that we haven't talked about? Like, what does your day look like?
1: Oh, man. Um, I think a lot of customer service. (laughs) I never thought it would be so much, you know, answering emails, answering messages on Etsy, um, dealing with like, oh, my supplier doesn't have this shirt in stock. So I need to talk to Someone who order it and be like, they want to change sizes, you know, like just a lot of customer service. And then packing orders, of course, mm-hmm. that has to go out. <laughs> and then accounting, you know, that's another thing that I have to do myself. Just keeping track of all the expenses. Yeah, And then posting on social media takes like so much more time than you would think.
0: Oh yeah, Especially
1: when you're supposed to like post something every day, you know, like so hard. Yeah. to post something new every day. Mm-hmm. I try not to recycle pictures too much, but like you have to. Yeah. Or I would just be taking pictures all day. <laughs> and then of course like taking pictures, getting new stock and updating listings and adding things to the store and then a little part over that is designing new things.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very small amount is the actual yeah. thing. Okay. Do you have a concept of, like, how many people are getting your designs and where they come from? Like, where is your community located? Like, where in the world? Or no, I mean, where on the <laughs> internet? Where do they, like, I don't remember how I found you. Maybe Instagram? I don't know. Um, I
1: feel like my biggest group of people that, uh, like, community is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just... Because I feel like I get to talk to them more. I don't know. Instagram is very like you put a picture and maybe some people reply. But with Twitter, you get to have a conversation more. Mm -hmm. So how many? I don't know. Like how many follow me? Like 6,000 or so. I don't know if 6,000 people see it. But um, definitely feels more like a community over there. And I feel like that's how they find me. Cool. Mostly.
0: And like the obviously critical role seems like like When there's like big stuff that kind of draws your direction, do you think every once in a well, while? Well,
1: yeah, definitely got a bunch of followers when they, you know, they interview me for Create Hug. Yeah, yeah. And it, every every time like a big account reblog, I mean, not Reblogs, you, that's t- Tumblr uh, retweets you. Yeah. <laughs> then it's you get like a bunch of new people, so that's nice. But it's super hard to get new followers on Twitter. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean I feel like this is the struggle that we all deal with right like I'm I'm a musician a lot of my clients are in music or art or books or whatever and it's just like where do you where are the people where do I go how do I find them is it Facebook ads like how much time do I need to spend making content Uh, what do I make like I just want to make art and and do the actual thing but I have to spend so much time promoting it in order to afford to do the thing like how do you balance that how much time do you spend on promotion
1: I think I definitely try to post something new every day. Well, a weekday at least. I try not to post on the weekends. I yeah. heard that it's useless that people don't see it on the weekend, and I don't have the time. Um, but definitely, Twitter and Instagram is where I spend most of my energy. Mm-hmm. And I have a Tumblr and I have a Facebook, but like I forget about Facebook all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and I've heard so many times artists say. Post your old work, like repost it. People don't care if it's old, you know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they didn't get to see it, maybe they forgot about it. Like just post it again. And I, I tried to do that too. Not be so like, oh, but this is old and people already saw it. You know, like they're gonna get tired of me. It's like no, just like post it again. It doesn't matter. So yeah. I, I definitely tried to do that.
0: Yeah, there was a quote in the. Um, are you familiar with the McElroys? Oh uh, yes. Um. In in the podcast book, Travis says. Oh. The right. Internet is a uh, it's not like a book we're all reading. It's it's a message board and people are constantly covering up the old posters, you know, yes. so it's OK <laughs> to post the same thing again. <laughs> uh, and I think that's true. I mean, people miss the first stuff. I have 10 years of music. Right. And I shouldn't mm-hmm. be afraid to get, post new stuff because a lot of my fans came in and in, in the last Eight years, you know, like I have two early years of stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody would, would comment and complain like
1: uh, old stuff.
0: <laughs> like, well, and your stuff, is, it's pleasant to look at things I've seen before. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you have a community that you share ideas with? Have you done conventions? Like, where, do you have creator friends that you communicate with? I've done only conventions here in Reno. Okay. Um, But
1: I do have a Discord that I like with, um, it's just for RPG graphic artists, so it's, like, very niche, but yeah. so it's, like, the people that get me. <laughs> uh, they're so not Just all... people who
0: work in role-playing game kind of art. Yeah, oh, so cool. it's,
1: like, only role-playing games, like, graphic artists, that's it. Amazing.
0: Amazing.
1: <laughs> but they're not all, uh, like, online store creators, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're mostly, like, commission-based um creators, but it's just nice... I never really had, like, artist friends mm-hmm. that get it. So it's really nice. And we started doing, like, Zoom meetings where we just chat and, like, draw at the same time. So that's, like, being super nice. I've never had that before. So it's nice to
0: to find people that you connect with in that
1: artist level.
0: Oh, my God. It's so important to, like, have that <laughs> cross-pollination and stuff. Have well, and it's or...
1: nice, like... Oh, have sorry. It... I was just going to say... It, I also know, like, some other people who also do enamel pins and maybe button ups. And so I have some really nice people that have shared, you know, their manufacturers with me and and things like that. It's just so important to have to know people in the same circle so they can help you out and like you can help out. So I just it's so important.
0: Absolutely. Have you considered doing like the convention circuit or do commissions or something like that? Do those things seem in your wheelhouse? I have done a little bit
1: of commission. Like I said, I don't like working with clients too yes. much. Uh, but like I love I would love to like work on a book, you know, like with someone who is doing, let's say, a, a book of all s- one shots or something and be like, "Ooh, can I add a s- art or something like that? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't advertise myself too much. That I'm available for that, just because I have so little time, yeah. and I don't want to tie myself with something that is gonna take a lot of my energy. Yeah. Um, but it comes here and there. Like I have some things coming out that have been super fun to work, and and then convention is it's just hard because a lot of my designs are like I said, print on demand. On demand. Yeah. I keep saying that wrong. Uh, so I can't sell my t-shirts at conventions, you know, because I don't have them. Yeah. And, you know, I would have to travel with a lot, a lot, a lot of things, like so many enamel pins and so many patches that it would be uh, just a huge thing. So I just do the one gaming convention in town (laughs) so far. People can come to you. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Come to Reno. I like that. I mean, not this year. It's not happening, but maybe (laughs) next year. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe eventually just stores just order a bunch of stuff from you and you can just send them that. You get paid up front easier yes <laughs> way uh, easier so what are some sort of like unexpected tasks that you've had to do because of the direction your career has taken
1: i think definitely accounting like i, I never thought i would have to learn about federal taxes and like sales taxes and things like that
0: are you a quick book stan are you into that vibe or
1: no i'm into spreadsheets i yes. <laughs> nice i there's this website called uh, Paper and Spark, I think that's it. Uh, they sell spreadsheets like specifically for sellers on Etsy or Shopify or Pay, you know, PayPal. So it's nice that they give you okay, you're just going to like copy this, paste it here and like populate it and then you just put your expenses and that's it, you know. So it's like okay, I can do this.
0: This Paper is this Awesome. Good yeah. tip.
1: Good tip for the listener. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. I've been using them for years, and I just send that to my accountant, you know, when I have to do my my end-of-the-year thing, and they take all the information from there, and that's it. That's all I
0: have to do. That's awesome. How about unexpected opportunities that have come because of this, this path? Where have you gone that um, you never thought you'd go, intellectually or creatively? Well,
1: gone nowhere, but... yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely, uh, I got to design some pins for the McElroys. Nice. Yeah, they. It was like a really nice full circle opportunity because the first pins that I designed, like the were IPG pins, were inspired by the Adventure Zone.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't make them because I knew they didn't like you know fan art of their designs being. Yeah. I mean, of their podcast being sold. Yeah. But I designed them. They were there. They were on Tumblr. Yeah. And then their people reached out to me about designing some pins for their pin club that they had. It's like a monthly thing. Yeah. I don't know if they still have them. Maybe. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um. So I was like, ooh, awesome! I have this design that I already made. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I gave them my designs, and and they made them and they sold. I was like, which design was that? It was the little. It's a little red, you know, umbra staff that says Abraka F-U. Oh, oh
0: my goodness.
1: That's so and great. Uh, yeah. There's uh, Steven uh, the goldfish and there's uh, Merle's arm and it says there is no God. Uh <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize this that was, was you. I
0: mean, I didn't look at
1: 2019, 18? So long ago. Oh my God.
0: That's so um,
1: awesome. It's just something I never thought would happen, you know? And it's just nice to be acknowledged. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
1: They were like the main reason I started designing RPG pins. So it was just a really nice opportunity I never thought would come. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Yeah, they're very inspirational. Check out the McElroy's and the Adventures on Podcast Listener if you have not. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So my next question is, and I think I know the answer to this, what kind of help do you get? Do you have any <laughs> help at all, Paula? I mean, I have an accountant.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. cool. And like I said, my brother-in-law um, maybe will come back to help me when everybody is yeah. vaccinated.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, hard. to just back it's so hard. I mean, I, I've like I said, I've been full time independent musician mm-hmm. for ten years, and I hired an assistant three months ago. Yes. Oh, this is uh, it nice? <laughs> it's Paula. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, I am so happy all the time. There's like so many things. I don't have to do customer service anymore. My brain uh, is yes. just like. I started this podcast. I restarted my other podcast. Like I ha- my, my brain is so I've, I've written two songs and I haven't, uh, you a have time. S- I have time. Yeah. And like, it's, I, m- my brain was so full and weighed down, especially in like the pandemic. Like you get, there's no new input, <laughs> you know, it's really hard to make <laughs> yeah. art when there's no new input. Um, yes. And I think it's going to really help like me make more money because I can spend more time on the things that, the ideas that I have, but it's so hard to make that investment. And also I've tried to hire assistants before and it's really hard to find the right person, you know? So,
1: yeah, I don't know how you would even start. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to talk to you later. Please be do. like,
0: how? Because, um, <laughs> it, if you can get to a point where you like, cause, cause I, I think for a long time I had, I was at a point where I was doing the same thing every year you know and I couldn't I didn't have time to find a new thing to do because I was in charge of everything
1: <laughs> you know yeah it just takes so much time the the not creative part like takes so much time yeah
0: you get really burned out you get really burned yeah. out but, um, but it's also I think it's really good for you to do it first on your own before you try to get somebody in because the things that I have tried to get her to do that I'm like I don't know how to do this yet you do it then I'm then it becomes like a whole process because I'm like, maybe I should have figured this out first so that I know how I like it being done before I try to delegate it. <laughs> it's good yeah, to... I've had
1: a lot of like friends and family try to help me, but I'm like very particular, you yeah. know?
0: So I'm like, I would have to teach so much. It's pretty fine if I do it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's such a process. It's such a process. And it is nice to just have somebody you pay that is not, you know, your friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is a very helpful person that you can just feel like, not personally invested in their happiness you're just like i'm giving you money and you say that that's what (laughs) this is this exchange is about so anyway slight diversion but i wish for you someday some help so you don't have to package things you can just draw beautiful owls and sorry i'm looking at the owl right now but you draw (laughs) you would draw so many things other than owl is is it an owlbear actually okay no, what? it's just an owl. Yeah, it's just an owl with a cloak. <laughs> it's an a owl. Old dun- I mean, I'm guessing you're talking about a dungeon master yeah. owl pin. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> so, what would you change about your job and what will you uh, never change? Well, like we were talking about, just I would
1: love to not do customer service or yeah. packing orders. <laughs> I never change, obviously, just creating. If I could just sit down and create all day, like I have so many ideas I don't have the time to get to, that would be great if we could just do that and someone else does everything else. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I have, actually, I have an episode later this season that I'll send you. I'm having the McElroy's assistant slash manager on to learn about delegation. (laughs) So that'll be yes. valuable, <laughs> uh, the queen of it. Um, so, what is what if for you? Do you do you have a concept of what is the dream for you? I mean, you've already designed a pin for the McElroys, which sounds great, but right? <laughs> do you do you see where you're going?
1: I always wanted to just design something for all my favorite podcasts. <laughs> yeah, since I've done it once, you know, it's like make a list of all my favorite podcasts and <laughs> maybe try to sell them at the sign
0: that would be great awesome what are yeah. you what are what are the other podcasts that you is it is it all the all rpg kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah definitely i'm talking about all the actual play rpgs that i listen to awesome <laughs> like another huge one that i love is the glass cannon podcast i don't think it's as big as you know the McElroys, but i love other stuff and i keep trying. To make them fun art and be like, hey, hey, look at this design. But, like, they're not biting.
0: <laughs> All right. Maybe someday. We'll both meditate <laughs> on it. We'll make it happen for you. <laughs> um, so uh, my next question is what advice would you give someone who wanted to start selling their designs? And I want to ask this in two parts. The first mm-hmm. part is I always get so excited when somebody tells me, like, what tools they use. Like mm. software. You told me already about where you get your accounting stuff. And that's always just like the nerdy part of my brain is like, yes, tell me more. Like (laughs) when I tell people like where I order enamel pins, they're always like getting out their pin and writing it down. So like what places, what things do you use that you've like finally found the tool that helps you?
1: Um, I guess I would start with Cut and Bureau since that's where I started. Mm -hmm. Um, they still, I think you don't have to sell 12 anymore to get to print. Mm -hmm. That's just a nice website that sells a lot of designs that you can tell, like, doesn't let people just copy. You know, there's so many crappy websites where people just put stolen designs up there. That's not Cotton Bureau. (laughs) You can tell, like, they know what they're doing. It's only good quality stuff there. Yeah. I use Printful to print my shirts. It's a really good quality print, really good quality shirts. Um, Is that where
0: the sweatshirts come from, too? Yes. Then I can personally attest Printful is great.
1: (laughs) Very comfortable. Yes, no, I really love them. Like they have a good quality because I used to work in a screen printing shop. I I was very snobbish about the T-shirt brands I like.
0: Mm. And
1: it's never gilding uh, unless it's sweatshirts. Yeah. For T-shirts, like soft Nice t-shirts, it's Bella canvas, like any heather, because I was like very particular. And when I found Printful, I was like, this is it. They have the good stuff, the good quality. <laughs> and I would just say, go for it. Like Etsy is free. You only have to pay 20 cents to add a listing and you can make your design, link it with Printful you sell it on Etsy and Printful would, you know, print and ship it for you. That's so awesome. it's really nice, really easy. You get to start, see if people like your stuff, almost with like no money up front, you know? So it's just a really great place to start, I think. And also use, I use Guten, S G O O T E N mm-hmm. for mugs. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, those are nice, not as nice... To use as printful because printful makes it super easy. Yeah. But also, like good um, print on demand website.
0: Awesome. Those are great. I didn't. I. I honestly, I did not know your stuff was print on demand because it is so high quality. I didn't know, I that, know. That, that we are to the point where print on demand can be so good. So that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I, I was really surprised about the quality. It's been. I tried actually to get some teachers t-shirts screen printed so i could have them on hand for the you know holiday craziness
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but the quality i was never happy with the quality like mm-hmm. i was like printful is better than this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't worth the headache to like have to store it and have to yeah. deal with quality printing issues um gotcha. it was just easier to use printful yeah
0: but you store but your I enamel love- pens. i feel like i've seen a picture of your office <laughs> with all the drawers and stuff those are always yes. so fun for me to see. I love an I love an artist's like room tour. Oh my god.
1: And I had to like create this table just for me because I couldn't find exactly what I wanted. Uh-huh. I was like I just want, you know, like a lot of drawers and like a table that's high enough for me to do it standing up, you know, like yeah. but of course I can't just buy that apparently. Yeah. Um so I bought four cabinets with a, dra- a lot of drawers. And I asked my brother in law to make me like the tabletop. And he made it, he installed it on top of the four cabinets and it's perfect.
0: That's so good. It's like the right bike yeah. for you and everything. That's wonderful. Yeah, because
1: I used to pack orders like sitting down, which is oh, the worst. Yeah. not not a good idea. <laughs> because yeah, like wor- I had to keep getting up, getting up, sitting down, getting up, getting, up, getting another thing, sitting down. It's like, no. Now I, I pack orders standing up
0: much faster. Don't hurt your back. Be good. For, be good to yourself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We we find ourselves like I finally got a uh, bed risers for my dining room table so that I can do things like we'll find ourselves signing 900 CDs. And by the end of it, it's just like we're bent over in pain because of our backs and stuff. It's just like we got to figure out a better system. I'm glad that you actually did that. That's so smart. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like the smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> That thing is like. Then I didn't have enough storage. I thought it was gonna be so much storage, but then I have to just keep buying more and more cabinets. <laughs> I need to start retiring pins. That's a problem. But like, I'm precious about them. You yeah. know, it's like oh, I just don't want to give you up, but I need to. Like the storage is getting a little bad.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, well, do you have do you have any non specific advice? Just. People who are out there like, maybe I can start or I don't know. Just go for it. <laughs> like Great. I think that that's worked for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, It's like, especially if you can find, you know, there's places like, so. what is it? Society6. Yeah. Is that it? Threatless. Where you could just put your design yeah. and they'll do everything else. You know, it's just, they make it so easy. The only thing you have to do is push it on social media. Yeah. You know, it just... Be shameless, just do it. Be shameless, I love it, and <laughs> I have I, to say that to myself all the time. <laughs> absolutely. Hard.
0: Well, I, I, I think, I mean, and I think there is a lot to be said for you are making it basically for yourself, right? Like this niche of cheerful Dungeons and Dragons, like gaming stuff, is so it resonates so hard with the people it resonates with because it's so genuine to you.
1: Yeah, I think that's another big thing. It's like design for yourself. Mm -hmm. don't design for oh what's what's popular what's going to sell the most because right now I don't know baby Yoda is (laughs) in style or whatever like just do what you want to buy that's at least that's what I do like I design for myself first (laughs) and then I think about everybody else
0: I mean it makes it it makes it delightful and it makes me go oh gosh Uh, How every time and I'm like, how are you constantly updating? I know you say you don't you have more designs than you have time for, but you're always adding stuff. And I'm like, how I my poor wallet. Uh, (laughs) I promised I wouldn't geek out too hard. I'm sorry, Uh, Balina. I don't mind. (laughs) You're wonderful. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, We'll get you an assistant very soon. Uh, You've earned it. Um, Okay, Uh, that's. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was nice.
1: <laughs>
0: That's our show. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions at all, again, please send them on over to podcast at gmail.com for our Q&A episode. And please share this with a creative friend. If you think I'm clever, get my free crowdfunding guide and subscribe to my emails that are full of excellent actionable tips at lasercampaigns.com. Never forget that the things that make you different are what really make you shine. Thank you for listening.